Welcome to Crump Insights, exploring timely life insurance and retirement planning topics for today's forward-thinking financial professionals. In this episode, Pandemic Perspectives on Long-Term Care Needs and Long-Term Care Insurance, we'll learn about a new option to offer LTC coverage to your clients while it's top of mind. I'm Brian Bushlack, your host for this series and an active life insurance producer. Joining us, Rick Stewart, director of the LTC Solutions Center at Crump Life Insurance Services. Thanks, Brian, for having me on the call. First, let's talk about what long-term care is not, and that's not nursing homes. When people hear the term long-term care, they first think about nursing homes. Long-term care really is about when we need help with whether day in, day out assistance with some of the basic activities of daily living. For example, when you woke up this morning, you got out of bed, you walked across the room, you went and you took a shower, used the bathroom, you went to the kitchen, made breakfast, you know, and you were able to eat. Um, These are regular basic activities of daily living we do every day. And at some point in our life, there might be a time when we need help with some of those activities of daily living. And that's what we're referring to when we talk about long-term care. Okay, now where do most people receive their care? Most people receive care in their own homes. And today, unfortunately, our families take a lot of the burden of having to be the caregivers. People that have purchased long-term care insurance or have the means to pay for their care obviously prefer to stay in the home and remain independent as long as possible. But you can receive care in your own home, an assisted living facility, adult daycare, nursing homes, continuing care retirement communities, or or hospice. Okay, and the next question, what does it cost? Well, I mean, long-term care is continuing to get expensive. We have over 80 million baby boomers in the United States today who continue to age, and, and when they get to those older ages, more and more people are going to need care. So we're seeing the cost of care continue to escalate. Homemaker services today can run between $18 to $25 an hour for a home health aid. Assisted living facilities can be four dollars to $5,000 a month. And, and a semi-private or private nursing home today is running ninety dollars to $100,000 a year. Now, that's the national average. So there's a lot of places that are more expensive than that. Obviously, the Northeast, Connecticut, Massachusetts, New York, some uh, metropolitan cities, as well as even Alaska, can be significantly higher than the average cost of care. Let's talk now about the insurance aspects here and and the purpose of long-term care insurance. It may seem obvious, but I want you to explain this to us. Sure. Long-term care insurance is not a plan. Long-term care insurance is a funding mechanism to pay for the care of your plan. So you should work with a financial advisor and talk to your family about in the event you do need care, you know, what's your plan? Where do you want to receive the care? Who do you want to be providing the care? Long-term care insurance is a solution that can help pay for the care when you need it. There's several types of plans that are available, but they'll either reimburse you for the cost of your care as you receive it, or cash indemnity contracts now pay you a monthly income to pay for your care as well. Okay, we'll talk more about product a little bit later, but um, the question I get often is age. When should you buy long-term care insurance? Because, you know, we're always kind of juggling the, well, I'm 
you know, in my 50s and I'm in pretty good health now. So it's it's not top of mind. Right. And and I think people look at that and go, well, you know, why would I why would I do that now? Right. Is, is there kind of an age range you should start to consider this? Yeah, sadly, I've seen so many cases where people decided to wait to purchase long-term care, whether they wanted a a kid to graduate college first or they were waiting to save a little bit more money. And the challenge with waiting is um, insurability. Insurability is an asset. And if something happens to you, like a cancer diagnosis, a heart attack or a stroke, something might happen to your medical condition where you're no longer insurable and can qualify for coverage. So we don't recommend waiting. If you can afford coverage and it's appropriate, you should look at a policy sooner than later. Policies can, you can purchase inflation protection so your benefits will grow over time to keep up with the rising cost of care, even if you're young. Um, And policies are a lot more flexible today than they used to be. So some carriers now have uh, inflation riders that you can adjust every year. If you have a bad year, bad year in the economy, you could reduce your benefits without, you know, having to cancel or lose your policy. Okay. And that's the concern a lot of people have. So that's good news. And, you know, we all have some personal experience, some more than others, right? With these issues, whether it's a a parent or, you know, maybe even a distant relative, uh, you know, you hear these stories and it's pretty sad, isn't it? Yeah, most people today have had a personal experience with long-term care or provide or being a caregiver. I myself had a grandmother that lived to be 104 years of age, and uh, you know she needed care for for over a decade. And it started with my family, my aunt, uncle, four cousins, you know, taking turns providing care in her own home. So we had six adults taking turns taking care of grandma until it got to the point where it was just. Uh, too time consuming and a lot of work where, where they made the decision where a facility might be more appropriate. That's the typical cliche. We all know when you live a long life, you live to your 90s and you need long term care. I also had a younger brother who in his early 20s was actually hit by a truck for both of his legs, his arm, and he had to move back home in the prime of his life. And I've seen what what having to get home health care can do. So Many baby boomers today are, are known as the, can fall in the sandwich generation where they end up having to pro- provide care to their parents and at the same time might still have to provide care to, to a child or, or a sick loved one at home as well. So that's my personal story. And if you talk to your clients about their personal story, it's a great way to lead into a, a conversation about long-term care planning. I'm glad you mentioned your brother because I think there's the assumption that this is something that, you know, you would use in your later years, but your brother, a great example of, you know, an accident or something unforeseen, right? Oh, yeah. And Brian, I'm in my mid 40s. So we all think we're younger than we really are. Right. So as we get older, we still like to be active and we might skydive, scuba dive, vehicle race, mountain climb. We climb up on our roofs to clean the gutters. We try to play with our kids and push ourselves farther than we, our bodies can take. And we can have accidents and falls and we can go on long-term care claim at a very young age for a variety of different reasons. People have gone on claim more than one time. You can go on claim and get better and go off of claim due to an accident or injury. So we've seen claims, even the industry has seen in their late 20s, all the way to claims over the age of 100 and everywhere in between. Wow. What's the difference or where does disability insurance maybe end 
and long-term care insurance pickup. What's the difference between the two? Sure. Disability insurance is insurance protecting your income. So obviously you have to have income to work and to be able to insure against that income. Long-term care insurance is protecting, you know, the cost of care you're going to need. So long-term care insurance actually makes a great supplemental sale to a disability insurance policy, because even if you're disabled, you're still going to have bills, right? You're going to have your mortgage, your electricity, your cable bill. None of that's going to stop. And your income just went down 60% or 40%. Now you have to pay for someone to take care of you or your family has to take care of you. So long-term care is really there to pay for the care that you need versus the bills that the income is there to protect. Okay, I appreciate you clarifying that. We always get objections with insurance, right? <laughs> and, oh, absolutely. Uh, there, there's always something that somebody comes up with. And, um, you know, one of the things I think there's a misconception about uh, corporate executives and others is that, you know, they're covered through their employer. And I know there's a lot of great employee plans out there, but I, I are they Anything close to what, you know, an an individual can purchase on their own? Health insurance typically doesn't cover long-term care services and support sometimes, you know, very little home health care if it's it's attached to skilled care. There are groups out there that have group long-term care opportunities in place. The federal government, perfect example, they have group long-term care for federal employees. You definitely want to work with a financial advisor to review the benefits. Some some group plans you know, have good benefits. Some might be more watered down and, and cookie cutter. We're seeing advisors today sell a lot of supplemental policies to clients that did purchase a small long-term care policy through their employer, but it might not be partnership qualified. It might be a very minimal benefit, might only protect 50% home health care and the client might be underinsured. So there's no rule that says you can't own more than one long-term care insurance policy. So it might be a great opportunity to supplement something uh, that you might be able to get through work. Okay. That's good to hear. You know, the cost thing too, that's really another roadblock where someone who is healthy and considers themselves immortal, as a lot of people do, you know, going to say, Hey, I, it's just kind of an arbitrary cost right now. How do you overcome that objection? Yeah. Well, a couple ways. One, there's a lot of tax incentives out there today to entice individuals to purchase long-term care insurance. There's about 30 states that offer state tax credits or deductions to state residents who purchase a long-term care individual policy. You can use funds from an HSA pre-tax dollars to fund a long-term care policy. And if you're self-employed or own a business, long-term care insurance could potentially be tax deductible based on your age. So there's definitely tax incentives. And then two, long-term care can be much more affordable than people realize, especially with some of the riders today. You can do shorter benefit periods. You can do one or 2% compounding. We still have advisors today that are showing 5% compounding inflation on a policy, which is extremely expensive in a low interest rate environment. Consider showing your clients one or 2% compounding inflation. It's much more affordable, or you could do 3% compound for a fixed period of time, like 10 or 20 years, instead of compounding for life. That will save you a significant amount of premium and uh, can get a a consumer or client to, to be able to afford a policy that they wouldn't normally think they'd be able to afford. Okay, good advice there. And 
I don't normally lead with product. We, you know, we want to be solutions based, right? But I, I do want to talk product with you because, you know, there have been some innovations here in the last year. And for advisors who haven't focused on long-term care insurance, maybe they're, you know, financial advisors or more on the life insurance side, tell us what's going on product-wise in your world. Yeah, long-term care, like other product lines, are evolving. We actually have four different types of long-term care planning solutions. You have traditional long-term care insurance, with which most people know. It's the most cost-effective way to buy long-term care protection. There's no cash value. There's no death benefit. You're just buying the true long-term care protection. There's lots of riders and features that you can choose from. Life insurance with with long-term care riders is becoming a lot more popular. Obviously, you can attach a long-term care rider onto a a permanent life insurance policy. And then when you go on a qualified long-term care claim, you're accelerating your your death benefit. You also have linked benefits, which has really become our top selling long-term care solution, where it's a little bit of a mix. It has a guaranteed death benefit, which has an extension of long-term care benefits on the back end that give you additional long-term care protection. Um, these products can also have a guaranteed return of premium. So, in you know, you mentioned roadblocks before. If you have a product that has a guaranteed return of premium, a death benefit in a low interest rate environment, that's a better solution than a CD when it comes to long-term care planning. And then finally, the most exciting and newest product on the market would be annuity combo products. We have annuities with long-term care riders that are available all the way up to age 85. So in today's market, in today's COVID-19 impacted market where some carriers have pulled away from older ages, annuities with long-term care riders have really become popular for clients uh, instead of self-insuring, protect the risk of long-term care. A lot of annuities purchased uh, in the Great Recession. We're coming up on that you know, 10-year period right now. So probably a good opportunity for some 1035s, I would imagine. Oh, Brian, you're absolutely right. We're just 10 years past the financial crisis, 2009, when the stock market took a pretty significant correction. A lot of people at that time fled variable and went into indexed annuities. So now 10 years later, all of these indexed annuities are coming free of surrender. You have non-qualified annuities that have gains in the contracts, and these clients don't have long-term care insurance in place. So they're self-insuring with a non-qualified annuity with a gain. By 1035-ing that into an annuity with a long-term care rider, not only are you getting additional leverage, two, three, four, five times leverage on your money, you're also getting a tax-free benefit when you go on a qualified long-term care claim. So where a non-qualified annuity with a gain is going to be taxable at ordinary income for, for either the owner or the beneficiary, here's a way that you could reposition that money to cover your long-term care tax efficiently. While I have you, I want to ask about uh, COVID-19, the pandemic here. What impact has that had? I guess uh, maybe let's start with consumers and underwriting and, and all that. Uh, have you seen an impact uh, on your side of the business? Absolutely, we have. Obviously, COVID-19 has been a challenge for everyone. It's definitely raised concern for consumers and a better understanding of the need for long-term care planning. Unfortunately, nursing homes are not you know, obviously getting popular press right now because 1% of the U.S. population resides in nursing homes. But 
40% of COVID-related deaths are happening in nursing homes. So what we're seeing is a flood of people leaving nursing home facilities and, and moving back home because of their fear uh, of disease. And what that's doing is it's putting a much bigger burden of uh, caregiving on the families because people are, are leaving nursing home facilities. From the carrier perspective, obviously, you know, underwriting has become more of a concern over what we don't know. So a lot of carriers had to pull back from older ages, as well as some impaired risk. What we're seeing is the carriers are starting to come back to uh, the mortality risk side, but we still have concerns about morbidity risk. We don't know what's going to happen with individuals who had COVID and how it might affect, you know, long-term care or morbidity risk. So although carriers are coming back on, on the mortality side, there's still a little bit of question. Although some car- two carriers have started to come back to some of the older ages, you know, we're still uh, we're still learning about that. Okay, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out over the next few years. And I, I want to wrap this up and really get your insight and share this with advisors who would like to explore this with their clients. And it's always so helpful. I know when you... Uh, you know, share some of those questions you can ask to start that conversation. Maybe, you know, talk us through that, Rick. How do you do that? Well, Brian, you mentioned a lot of uh, the listeners today are, are life insurance producers. So I'm sure we all have a good understanding of how to have a conversation with our clients about, you know, protecting the risk, what would happen in the event of a premature death. I always think that that when you deliver a life insurance policy is the perfect time to have a conversation about long-term care planning. Mr. and Mrs. Client, you know, we, you know, here's your policy we've reviewed. I'm glad we could put together a plan in in place in the event, you know, something would happen to you and you had a premature death, your financial needs, your debts, you know, your your family income would be protected. Um, I would like to also talk to you today about, have you ever thought about what would happen if you lived a long, healthy life? And then pause and, and see what they say. They'll probably say, well, what do you mean? Well, we talked about what would happen if you if you passed away and, and uh, you had a premature death. But have you ever thought about what life would be like if you lived in 95, 98 or 100 years of age? And again, pause and see what they say. And if you have to lead them simply, you know, if we do live to 95 or 98 years of age, is there a chance that we might need, you know, some help around the house with laundry? Is there a chance you're not going to be able to drive anymore? If you needed someone to help with some of those activities around the house, you know, what would be your plan? And that's a great way to get them thinking to start having a conversation. I never thought about that. We always think about the worst case scenario if we if we pass away, but we need to start thinking about what happens if we live to be 100 and uh, and how are we going to plan for that? Yeah, that's a great point. You know, I uh, I got your email, too, and I clicked on that link for the LTC producer kit, and I took a spin through that, and there's a ton of information in there. That's a great kit. Thank you. Yeah. As as we talked about before, there's a lot of new and innovative long-term care planning solutions, whether your client's looking for a single pay, a 10 pay, maybe they're on a budget and looking for an annual pay or something that's flexible. Also, certain carriers are are more lenient on certain underwriting conditions than others. So we created that kit. So you have all the information at your fingertips, but you don't need to know all that stuff. You can call the Crump Long-Term Care Solution Center, speak to one of our experts that can point you in the right direction and, and help you find what you need and build the right plan for your client. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that. That's what I do. And I, I can't stress that enough that, you know, it's a phone call away. Just pick up the phone and, you know, share that scenario and don't be afraid to ask questions and, you know, talk through it, right? 
Absolutely. I mean, professionals helping professionals. Um, we work with a lot of advisors that do uh, a, a lot of repeat long-term care business, talk to a lot of clients, but it's always good to bounce ideas off of each other as well. Say, hey, here's a strategy, especially when it comes to 1035 exchanges, stacking policies. You know, If my client had a long-term care policy and they buy this second policy, how is that going to work out? Lots of things that we can help advisors with when they have those, uh, you know, got a second questions. Well, Rick, uh, great insight. We appreciate your advice, and I want to thank you for joining us. No, Brian, thanks for the time. It's been my pleasure. Crump Life Insurance Services, a leading third-party distributor and service provider of insurance and retirement products, is part of Truist Insurance Holdings Incorporated, the seventh largest insurance broker in the world. Crump supports the distribution of traditional and variable life, annuity, long-term care, linked benefits, disability, and health products with the industry's premier sales and back office support and technology services. Marketing under the following brands, Truist Life Insurance Services, Risk Rider, TELUS, and Time. This information for insurance professional use only, not intended for use in solicitation of sales to the public not intended to recommend the use of any product or strategy for any particular client or class of clients for use with non-registered products only. Crump operates under the license of Crump Life Insurance Services Incorporated, Arkansas License 100-103-477. Products and programs offered through Crump are not approved for use in all states.